this is Sarah Glosser. This podcast is about embracing your stress and developing skills for a mindset intervention that not only revolutionizes your thinking about stress, but also has positive, long-lasting effects. This podcast is based on the book, The Upside of Stress, Why Stress is Good for You and How to Get Good at It by Kelly McGonigal, PhD. So I struggled for a while with what to write this podcast about and how to organize it beyond just regurgitating information from this amazing book that I had read. I wanted this to be authentic and be more than a summary of information you could get from McGonagall's TED Talk or the product description on Amazon. So I tried to add my own personal spin on it by talking about how I was introduced to this book, the specific lessons that I drew from it, and what I think is important for everyone else to take away from it as well. So here we go. I was introduced to this book by a lovely human named Aidan Hennessy. He is the head boys novice coach at Mercer, the club at which I wrote right now. I was lucky enough to get to know him as this year progressed. I was going through a very rough time not too long ago and clearly needed some guidance. And so, in addition to being an excellent support system on his own, he recommended that I read this book. While I initially struggled to get into it and read it in stages, I eventually had a breakthrough aha moment about a chapter or two in an English class on choice day. I realized how applicable all of this research and mindset shifting was to my life and my current experience and enthusiastically finished the book. Since then, I've really seen the benefits of an altered mindset on how I perceive stress and its negative and positive, yes positive, effects. So the main point that McGonagall really hammers home is that changing your mindset on stress actually changes your stress response and your level of risk. My mind was blown by this research because it's kind of crazy to think that the only thing standing in the way of you benefiting from your stress response, rather than being hurt by it, is just the way you think about stress. I really like the way that McGonagall conceptualizes this mindset, and so I'll summarize a bit of it now. McGonagall mentions multiple times throughout the book that there is more than one stress response. While most people believe that you can only react in a fight-or-flight fashion, there are actually so many adaptations that your body has added to your reservoir of stress responses. For example, the main reason people view stress as the enemy is because they're misinformed on how stress is actually adapted to our current society. The common narrative about stress is that it is a response built into our DNA from the time of cavemen and doesn't have any use in our internet office-filled current lives. But the traditional fight-or-flight response pattern is not the only type of stress response, which makes a lot of sense, if you think about it, because people get stressed frequently at their jobs, with their families, and with themselves and the variety in their coping mechanisms is staggering. Yes, there are standard ways of coping and patterns that people follow, such as the eight stages of grief, but for the most part, people aren't pulling punches or running away in the visual that is commonly associated with the stress response. McGonagall conceptualizes two of these many reactions that people can have to stress, the threat response and the challenge response. 
I particularly like the concept because it isn't all that surprising once you really think about it. Basically, a threat response is the common response talked about in all those articles, proclaiming that stress leads to general life unhappiness, cardiac disease, death, higher death rates and mortality, and more. Reduce your stress, or else you are twice as likely to die of a heart attack and all that jazz. You get the idea. As a side note, and as an important thing to keep in mind, most of these studies are actually done with rats, which is something I learned in her book, whose stressors to simulate stress are things like starvation, electrical shocks, addiction to cocaine, which obviously doesn't necessarily translate to humans getting stressed out about a paper due next week or a cross-country meet in which they might not do as well as they want to. Long story short, the stress response causes inflammation, makes your blood vessels constrict, causes heart cell damage, and often leads to trauma post-event. This is the typical fight-or-flight response. Your digestive system shuts down, and your body develops quick energy to help you escape the lion about to eat you. The most interesting point that McGonagall made, however, was that you can also have what she refers to as a challenge response. In a challenge response, you don't experience any of the aforementioned effects, all of which lead to cardiac disease and PTSD from lingering hormones. A challenge response is a natural anti-inflammatory, keeps your blood vessels relaxed, keeps you alert and yet calm and assessing, and it produces oxytocin to bind to receptors on your heart cells to heal damage. Oxytocin also makes you really stressful, or also makes you really social. That's a pretty good deal if you ask me. And in this response, you get what McGonagall calls a chemical cocktail of hormones. Endorphins, adrenaline, testosterone, dopamine, creating a rush, leaving you want to almost experience that stressful event all over again. The hormones produced in a challenge response make the brain more plastic, aka able to remodel and actually learn and derive meaning from the experience. A challenge response has your body react like it does to long-term physical exercise. The lack of anticipation of harm means your body maximizes blood flow. Blood vessels stay relaxed instead of constricting. You have a faster and more forceful heartbeat, meaning you actually are getting more bang for your buck. And you get more energy than you do in a threat response. So your body has more than one stress response. You're probably thinking, cool, but how do I control my response? Can I even control it? I thought the same thing, but bear with me. The coolest part about these responses is that the only thing you have to do to determine if you get a negative threat response or a positive challenge response is to think a little bit more positively about stress. Not convinced? Let me explain. McGonagall says that people who have a positive attitude towards stress are more likely to view stress situations as a challenge, not as an overwhelming problem. They have greater confidence in their ability to cope with these challenges, and they are better able to find meaning in difficult circumstances. 
I know it sounds too simple to be effective, but all she's saying is that when you get down to that critical moment where you evaluate your resources when eyeing down a stressful situation, if you see stress as an ally and something that can help you rather than another obstacle standing in your way to success, then your body will exhibit signs of a challenge response. Let me break this down even further. The first step is to recognize stress and your body's response. The second is to welcome that stress as a response to something that you care about. Your life is meaningful. The third step is to make use of the energy that stress gives you instead of wasting that energy on trying to remove or manage your stress. I know this sounds like a tall order, Stress can lead to feelings of inadequacy, since you think your weakness leads to your stress. Basically, stress equals a sign of personal failure instead of what can be a helpful response. Many people believe that anxiety is proof that they lack the ability to handle stress, or that anxiety is a prophecy of their failure. I think we've all heard that before. But this means that stress and the anxiety surrounding it actually leads people to avoid things that could help them because they want to avoid anxiety. Which doesn't really make sense because you're going to have the anxiety anyway, but what you can be doing is searching for help. It's a large, negative, self-perpetuating circle. And the only way to break out of it is to recognize that not only does this happen to other people, which in my case and in many other cases actually validates those feelings of inadequacy, making you feel less alone and more capable of handling your situation, but also that we cannot control what causes our stress. We can't control our situations most of the time, but we can control how we respond to it. We can control our reaction. If you believe that you can handle whatever life throws at you, aided by viewing stress as an ally, not as an obstacle, you get a different, more beneficial response. You get a challenge versus a threat response. You don't have to deal with fight or flight. All because when evaluating yourself in that split second decision, sometimes which isn't even conscious or out loud, you're choosing to be confident and trusting in your body's reaction. So, how do you do this? The easiest mindset intervention is writing down your values. It's also one of the most effective psychological interventions ever studied. I think this is really fascinating and yet not super surprising. Values remind you of your internal motivations. Reminding yourself why you want something and reminding yourself of the meaning in your life, which is always connected to some form of stress, you get more motivation, confidence, and that feeling of urgency and necessity that will help you reach your goals. So what you need to do beyond writing down your values as another form of a mindset intervention is know your strengths. Compare what you're dealing through or dealing with to similar challenges that you've faced before. Remember how you dealt with it. Look back on your past and your memory, a really great ally, and use that 
to think through the best way to get through what you're going through now. Also, what's really important is remembering your support system. This is essential and something that I really frequently forgot. And actually, where I, why I felt so incapable of dealing with my situation when um, I was actually recommended to read this book. When you feel alone, it's so hard to reach out for help. But people sometimes will come to you. And most of the time, if you have that support system already in place, people are going to recognize if you're struggling. The same way that one of my coaches reached out to me and recommended this book to me and helped me work through whatever I was going through. So just remember, you always have that support system in place if you're willing to reach out for it. And most of the times, you don't even have to because they're there for you no matter what. To wrap this up, I want to again address and reiterate some important takeaways. If you choose to trust in your body and your capabilities to handle a tough situation, then your body will respond positively and help you get to your goals. You likely won't experience PTSD and you will learn and gain meaning from your experience, increasing your brain's plasticity. Which is basically, as I said before, its capability to remodel and learn and become stronger from your hard experiences that you go through. Essentially, trust in yourself. You can handle anything and your body is hardwired to get you where you need to go. Don't view stress as an obstacle because viewing it as an ally might be the extra push you need to achieve success. Thank you so much for listening. This book really opened my eyes to the science of stress and helped me embrace my body's response. If you want to hear more of the exact data and the actual studies behind McGonagall's findings, be sure to check out her book, The Upside of Stress. Or if you want her take on how stress also helps make you social, through the cuddle hormone oxytocin, which I mentioned but chose not to include most of the information in her book in this podcast on that topic, but it's still really cool. Check out her TED Talk for a quick look. Once again, thanks for listening, and I hope that you can take what you've learned today and apply it to your life as I've been able to apply it in mine. Use those challenge responses. Go out there and take charge. You got this. Embrace your stress. Thank you.